हेलो फ्रेंड्स आई एम शशि एंड वेलकम टू द लास्ट एपिसोड ऑफ ई लोग फॉर दिस ईयर वी रीच द फैक्ट एंड ऑफ द ईयर एंड जनरली दिस इज द टाइम वेन वी यूजली गो ऑन अ रिफ्लेक्टिव मोड वी ट्राई टू डिसंगेज आर सेल्स एंड लुक एट द ईयर दैट इज पासिंग एंड हाउ इट हैज़ बिन फॉर अस ऑब्जेक्टिवली दिस इज ऑल्सो द टाइम वेन वी टेक अ पॉज एंड रीअसेस अ चॉइसिस decisions and prepare ourselves for the next lap of opportunities and challenges that's waiting for us we'll talk about all these challenges and such opportunities with our guest for today that is anjali kispotta she's a senior editorial coordinator at xlri jumshedpur let's welcome her hello anjali and welcome to my podcast elog hi shashi thank you for inviting me pleasure is all mine uh, so how have you been uh i've been all right let's say and uh, this year has been a roller coaster ride i guess it's been for all of us <laughs> very true <laughs> uh and you know generally like towards the end of a year like you know we get into this reflective mode and we kind of you know begin to assess the good or the and the bad aspect like you know how it went for us so um Uh, how it happens for you in the sense you also get into this reflective mode and you begin assessing the year or you just kind like, of you know it's just a change in the date and the calendar and like you know you just slip into the new year uh for me actually it has been uh, like every year i would say it has been a year which has had its own share of ups and downs and uh, since this year has been um, very uh, Uh, very different from me because uh, of the losses that have gone through and of course the situation in which we all are the pandemic we've all gone through this covid experience but uh, for me because i've uh, closely uh, observed the lockdown phase uh, and uh, the loss uh, in in the time of covid the anxiety that i've gone through so it has uh, made my year uh, a lot more different a lot more uh, 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 different from other uh, years that i've gone through so um, it's been like that uh. how was this covid period for you especially the month of september when a few members of your family were found to be covid positive uh, what happened was that uh, uh, we stay in a joint family kind of a setup and uh, 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 we uh, we are two families in the same building Uh, uh my in-laws families and ours so in my in-laws families uh, uh my brother-in-law was tested positive and uh, gradually uh, and gradually the entire family was tested positive and uh, after uh, after that the entire house was in lockdown uh, it it was uh, sealed basically the entire house was sealed our front gate as well as our back back door entrance and as well as the entire lane our so it was uh, yeah we were cooped inside the house and we had kids so uh, so we we didn't we didn't know how to deal with the situation and uh, it it all happened so suddenly we were just thinking of you know getting our monthly ration and and we had kids to manage so it was uh, the entire phase was very anxious and we were uh, scared that you know since the uh, family which was in the first floor our in-laws families the entire family had uh, uh, they were the entire family was positive so we were fearful that it was only a matter of time that uh, we would also contract uh, covid and uh, we were 
we had already started planning that if so happens what are the what way are we going to deal with it because we had uh, we have kids at home so uh, are we going to because over here in jamshedpur we also have facility we at that point of time we had facilities wherein uh, hotels were converted into uh, uh, covid uh, they were uh, providing uh, rooms for uh, covid patients so we had thought that maybe we'll go in isolation in hotels if any one of us in the family in our family were tested positive so it was you know a period of anxious we were anxious we were scared we were fearful and it was very weird that we were scared of our own people our in-laws uh, they just uh, stay in the uh, in first floor and we hated them for was so many years and we were scared of them so it was really very uh, a very weird uh, phase at that point of time we were so how did the uh, you know children react you know because for children uh, like you know being confined in the house like within the four walls for like those many days uh, is it's very very difficult so how did kids react to that kids were not in i i think they didn't understand much of it first of all they didn't understand much of it what was happening all all we could uh, uh, all they, uh, they cannot even express in words so it, i i uh, what i felt was that they were getting very frustrated and that frustration would come out in forms of tantrums in forms of anger uh, in forms of you know uh, unnecessarily being uh, cranky so it came out like that because we were so scared uh, at that point of time we did not even allow the kids to go up to the terrace we was that uh, you know we were that scared and so anxious that uh, what if you know uh, uh, the uh, our in-laws uh, if they come up or if they have some work uh, to go up on the terrace we did not even allow them to go up to the terrace which which usually is their playground in this covid period we don't take them outside so terrace is their playground so we were we had not even allowed them to go up to the terrace for those 7 to 8 days in which we were uh, uh, the house was sealed what precautions you took as your building was sealed and then later even your lane was sealed uh the precaution we had uh, fixed uh, in our family what we done is that we had fixed only two people who would step out of house like uh, my husband and his elder brother we had fixed that any work we have or uh, if we uh, if we ask somebody to uh, deliver ration or deliver some uh, food items or any particular uh, uh, essentials if we would ask them to deliver so only these two people would step out of house that too with proper gloves and mask and everything so uh, and uh, when they return they would uh, uh, sanitize themselves so uh, none of us moved out of the house only uh, none of us would go out uh, about the house only these two people were assigned to go out and bring articles or whatever necessary items we had so this is how uh, we had uh, you know uh, uh, allotted the work and then the regular uh, other uh, uh, other uh, immunity uh, uh, building things which were going on at that time drink card and all those things we used to do that we uh, tried not to you know come in contact with uh, uh, with our in-laws uh, who were uh, tested positive at that point of time so how did your in-laws take care of themselves uh, were they asymptomatic or did they show some serious symptoms 
brother-in-law, my brother-in-law, who was the first person to contract the infection, he was symptomatic, but his other family members were asymptomatic. So he, uh, he was uh, showing symptoms of cons- uh, uh, severe coughing, fever, and uh, extreme weakness. So he had the symptoms, but his other family members, his wife and his two kids, they were absolutely asymptomatic. So uh, they were also taking as much precaution as possible. So uh, they they had uh, locked their uh, gates and they had confined them inside uh, the house. And they uh, they had requested their uh, uh, other relatives to deliver them food and other essentials, whatever was required. They would uh, pull it up from the from their balcony. So uh, that way they were taking precautions so that it does not spread. So now, like, everybody is fine and healthy. Yes, yes, yes. Now everybody is fine. So uh, now we all are negative. <laughs> and, uh, okay, uh, what were the other challenges uh, that you had to face, uh, like, you know, in this year? The other big uh, uh, blow that came this year was uh, just when we were, uh, bi- uh, just when the lockdown phase beginning, just when we had come to know that, uh, you know, uh, uh, COVID, uh, people are getting infected in India with COVID and it is spreading faster, uh, it's spreading faster than what the government had uh, anticipated and the government was thinking of clamping a, clock, uh, a lockdown. So that was the time when I, uh, when my mother, uh, when I lost my mother, uh, she passed away on twenty third of March, and uh, the same day we were getting news. Uh, the news was flashing everywhere that uh, probably the PM is gonna declare uh, a complete lockdown. So uh, we were uh, we were completely in a in a very anxious situation that. Uh, uh, you know, something, uh, a, a big, we are undergoing a big loss. Uh, and uh, in a moment, in a time when, uh, when there is a possibility of a lockdown and there is a possibility of, uh, th- there is, in fact, uh, there is a something, uh, a pandemic uh, uh, happening. It was a big blow that came to our family in the month of March. So uh, we were, we nobody was prepared for it. Of course, mother was uh, suffering from cancer. She, uh, she was a cancer patient. So uh, we were still thinking of we were in a, in the phase that what treat uh, and her cancer was detected only in February. So we we were in a phase of th- uh, we were in a phase of thinking how uh, should we go about her treatment? Where should we take her? And things like that were going on in our mind and. Uh, Suddenly, in March, her uh, condition worsened, and uh, on twenty third, she uh, breathed her last. But uh, uh, that the day, uh, the day of twenty third of March, was uh, uh, we 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 didn't know what to do. We didn't know whether to grieve or whether to prepare for her. Uh, you know, uh, uh, prepare uh, for her funeral, which had to be done as early as possible, so that. Uh, we don't get in a situation where we are not able to get enough people to even take her take her body to the uh, uh, to the graveyard so it was a very anxious and a very uh, uh, disturbing situation and for we are we come from a christian we we are roman catholic christian family so for us 
when somebody passes away it is uh, uh, we take the body to the church and where the blessings are done so for my mother uh, the church by that time the ch- they had closed down the churches and um, uh, for my mother we could not even take her body to the church so it was uh, such a situation that we we didn't know how to deal with it we didn't know uh, how to we, we were just thinking that uh, uh, uh how soon and how early can we you know uh, uh, take her to the graveyard and do the funeral ceremony with with minimal of movement like so that there isn't much movement there isn't much crowd so so many things we had to keep in mind at that point of time that and it was already i think section 144 had been clamped down so we were th- we were uh, we were in that phase that we, do- we 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 had several conditions on our mind that we didn't have to create too much of crowd we didn't have to uh, uh, we didn't want uh, to make too much of movement and then the uh, catching of infection the fear of catching the infection was there and because i'm a mother and i have two kids at home so i was even more cautious and even more uh, uh, a bit fearful too that you know if i i'm going out of house so many times and my frequent visit to hospital my i might catch infection and you know it can come home to so those were the things that we were grappling with we're trying to deal with Uh, i'm really sorry to uh, like to hear about your mother my heartfelt condolences to you um and i'm sure like you had a real tough time and uh, it's it's very difficult to deal with you know grief and like losing you know especially your parents like it's i mean because you know there's nobody who can replace them uh, so how did you uh, deal with that grief because already you were under so much of pressure and like with the corona you know situation kind of been complicating everything else so uh, because in moments like this like you know it becomes very difficult like you know to cope with your personal pain the thing was that um, i uh, with uh, with this situation particularly in this situation that we were caught so uh, obviously we were anxious we didn't know what to do about it and uh, uh, the grief uh, i i was grieving and i was you know uh, uh, but the, but the uh, thing that hurt me most was that uh, uh, there was so much uh, generally in the last rites uh, especially for your parents your closed ones in the last rites you want to do so many things you want to uh, uh, you want the f- last rites the funeral ceremony to be uh, Uh, to you know your last offer to your parents to, to do so many things but i in that moment in that uh, in that fa- uh, in that uh, time i couldn't do any of it i couldn't do any of it i couldn't reach out to my relatives to my close relatives which uh, in uh, had it been in a normal situation had it not been a pandemic situation uh, i i would have uh, i i am sure i would have been able to reach out to my relatives but at that point of time uh, so many of our relatives couldn't come couldn't be with us and i couldn't re- i could i was not even in a situation to reach out to them to you know uh, and i was uh, uh, i i couldn't uh, ask them to come uh, the borders were closed i couldn't ask them to come so uh, i try uh, so that was the situation and so i tried given that it was uh, like that i tried uh, you know 
in order to uh, cope with my grief i tried to keep myself busy i tried to give myself as much time to heal i uh, uh, i was constantly in conversation with uh, 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 my uh, my close relatives my uh, my fathers uh, uh, my bua my aunts my uncles i was constantly in conversation with them and uh, letting them know that how much i missed and letting them know that uh, you know the uh, uh, losing my mother and uh, whatever pain whatever grief i'm going through it was i tried to let let out all those grief all those emotions to all uh, to the to my closest relatives who were there to listen to me who were there who were able to understand empathize as well as sympathize with my pain because in each of our families we've lost people and at the same time uh, my close relatives they 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 really knew my mother and they could you know they could also you know uh, share their uh, uh, share their grief share their pain with me and in that in that in those conversations in those uh, you know in those moments in in those conversations i really found strength and i i found that you know talking to my relatives talking to those people who uh, knew my mother very closely apart from me apart from uh, my brother talking to them brought real you know gave me real strength made me feel uh, gave me solace in all that so uh, that was uh, my uh, you know uh, my way of dealing uh, with the grief that i was going through and then again since i've uh i've lost both my parents first oh, i had lo- i lost my dad uh 3 4 years back and now it was my mom so with both of them i realized that it's uh, i uh, with grief you need to give yourself time to heal and uh, grief is not something that you you know you, you need to uh, you can rush with it or you know uh, you can you know it's neither something that you can rush with neither something that you can suppress so it's always best to give yourself time and uh, and also to keep your i also try to keep myself uh, busy so that you know i don't get too much uh, entangled and uh, drowned in it because i also have kids to take care of so uh, this was my mechanism with um, this this was my way of dealing with the entire situation that i was going through i'm glad that you received all the support and help from your family and friends during such times generally others feel helpless sometimes we do not know how to comfort the one who is grieving or how to reach out to them and especially during this pandemic when we're supposed to maintain social distance we cannot even express ourselves physically we cannot give a hug or let them cry their hearts out even when we try to comfort them with words those words don't seem enough or they may even seem hollow so how can we help as many have lost their near and dear ones during this pandemic period i think the best way to comfort or to provide solace is uh, uh, i i would say a heartfelt conversation with the person because uh, no matter how much we uh, say that you know uh, uh, words may seem hollow and no matter how much we uh, uh may say say that but at this point of time and in this phase or uh, in this pandemic situation we don't have anything more than words to you know reach out to people we cannot visit them we cannot uh, 
give them a hug uh, and you know uh, comfort them through our physical presence so the best that we have is through you know through words through heartfelt conversation even uh, you know uh, if somebody calls you and you know maybe you, uh, they might not have you know too much of time to you know to have a long conversation but at least a hello at least you know just uh ensuring that you uh, the other person is okay other person is uh, you know is is uh, is okay is dealing with things just maybe even a small conversation helps just to know that some that that there are people who care for you just to know that you know there are people there who you can reach out to whenever you want to so to you know uh, to opening uh, i i would say the best way to help would be to keeping yourself open to other people to letting them know that you are there to uh, to you are there and uh, the other person can reach out to you just that very thought just very that very uh, you know uh, it really helps uh, to me it really helps when you look at this year like what has been your takeaways uh, in the sense uh, your learning and uh, what you felt that like you had to unlearn uh, you know during this year during this year i would say my learning for this year would be that um, i've i've realized that uh, we can we our endurance power is more than what we actually Uh, think of it we can endure uh, each one of us is strong in their own way and uh, i i would say that uh, uh, in this year i have uh, not only me but i've also seen other people lose their uh, you know go through uh, personal loss and i've also seen them you know standing strong and you know facing uh, all the uh, all the uh, problems and enduring it so that has also given me a lot of strength so uh, i've i've this year has has been um, I, for a lot of us we see this year you know a pandemic year or a problematic year but i also see this year as the year where i've learned that i'm strong where i've learned that i can endure more than what i think i can this is also a year where i've seen other people go through losses and i've learned from them to you know uh, to, to how to be strong in such situations so this is uh, this is uh, this uh, this has really been a year of that and uh, one thing that i should learn is uh, being stagnant or being you know uh, not allowing myself to move on situations happen things happen and you know not allowing yourself to move on is something i should unlearn i should give away we are a few days away from stepping into 2021 uh, so what are you uh, looking forward to vaccination oh yes <laughs> <laughs> but 2021 um, i'm uh, i'm looking forward to uh, new hope and uh, uh, new projects professionally and uh, in my personal life and uh, i uh, there are there are certain things that i want to start i want to begin so uh, those are uh, those are the new projects that i'm looking forward to and i'm also looking forward to uh, you know re- you know uh, 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 revising or to say um, 
refreshing my way of looking at life looking at uh, re- refreshing my perspective refreshing my way of looking at life and given that we've gone through a pandemic here to you know to begin with 2021 should be something we keep this experience of 2020 close to our heart and begin the new year with a fresh perspective refreshed point of view refreshed outlook which is seasoned by the pandemic situation that we've gone through so uh, somehow i just don't want to let this uh, pandemic year go out of my life without extracting any learning or without extracting uh, any any learning or any uh, any uh, feedback from it so that's how i look ahead at this point of time it was wonderful talking with you anjali and seeing you being optimistic and strong even in your weakest or dark moments What's amazing is that you didn't allow things to bog you down with negativity. You displayed extraordinary courage in dealing with the events, especially in the way they unfolded in your life, are very inspiring. The way you dealt with every challenge that was thrown at you and yet be hopeful is quite commendable. I wish you all the best. Uh and thank you shashi and, and and continue with that uh, positive streak <laughs> and <laughs> we'll keep learning like you know from one another so and yeah. i hope that like you know you join us in 2021 for another round of conversation and then we can continue with this story of hope positivity and you know uh, newness thank you thank you shashi